A couple of weeks ago, I took myself to Aruba. I had just celebrated a birthday earlier in June. And so at the end of June and for the beginning of July, I decided it was time to take myself on a very long overdue solo trip. And looking at flights, looking at different islands, Aruba made the most sense. And so that was the destination. But unbeknownst to me, Aruba is also called One Happy Island. Before traveling, I had been journaling a lot about gratitude. And by nature, I am quite grateful and I practice gratitude often, but I wanted to be more intentional about practicing gratitude. So when I got to Aruba, everything worked out so that I was able to ask people what it was they were grateful for. For me, happiness and joy are derived from gratitude. So it really worked out that I ended up going to Aruba and was able to ask folks those questions. The topic of gratitude is heavy on my mind and on my heart right now, as I believe in a lot of the benefits that being grateful has. And so I hope you enjoyed this podcast as I discuss what gratitude means, how it looks in real life, how to apply it to your life. And I hope that you enjoy part of the conversations that I've had with the people of Aruba um, who are residents of truly one happy island. I hope you enjoy listening to them and what it is they are grateful for. You're listening to That Honesty Thing, the podcast, here to make you think, here to make you feel, and here to empower. Unpack with me and travel the journey to self with love. Gratitude. So what is that and what is the definition? I feel like it varies, but for me, gratitude is the antidote to toxicity and in part, the antidote to fear as well. I believe gratitude is subjective, it's an emotion, it's positive, it feels good, and it's something that allows you to feel joy and thankfulness for the things and people around you, or even just for your abilities and things within yourself. It's an appreciation for all of your experiences. I use the term lens of gratitude as well, and what I mean by that is using the filter of gratitude when you are in reflection or when you are moving through your life. When you're able to look at life through a lens of gratitude, it allows you to filter out the positives or the things that are conducive to where it is you want to go in your life, how it is you want to be, how you want to treat people, how you want to feel. I believe the lens of gratitude, should you choose to use them or put them on, truly allows you to extract from your experiences the things that are good or the things that can elevate you. Rumi has a saying, live your life as though everything is rigged in your favor. And that for me sums up what it is that I'm trying to say. So again, going back to the lens of gratitude, that is just choosing to see how everything that has happened is not something that is happening to you, but rather something that is happening for you. 
even if those experiences may not have felt good or positive in that moment, you may still be able to recognize through the lens of gratitude how those experiences can shape you for the better. Okay, so if you listen to this podcast, you probably already know that I study psychology. And if you don't know, well, you might not because I just figured this out, but I in particular am very much so focused on an area of psychology known as positive psychology. So in this next segment, I'm going to talk about the psychological impacts of gratitude and gratitude just from the psychological perspective. The effects of gratitude on the brain are proven scientifically. And one of the areas that I want to focus on is first the hypothalamus. That area of the brain is associated to happiness and stress. And science does show that Practicing gratitude increases blood flow to the hypothalamus, which in turn increases feelings of happiness and ultimately lowers stress. Stress, on the other hand, if you are experiencing high levels of that, can lead to actual physical ailments and sicknesses and problems. High levels of stress can lead to cardiovascular diseases. It can lead to inflammation of your cells, which then creates other you know, illnesses that you may have to deal with. So gratitude lessens your levels of stress and elevates your feelings of happiness. The second part of the brain that I want to talk about is the ventral tegmental area. This part of the brain is associated to pleasure and it's further activated when someone is practicing gratitude. So all in all, the overall effects of gratitude on your brain and ultimately your body is one with yourself. It can increase your health and keep you from acquiring certain illnesses It elevates your experiences with joy or ability and capacity to experience joy. It also increases your creativity. And that is because you are training your brain to think differently about certain experiences that in the past you might have experienced and felt negative or sad. When you are actively working to change that through gratitude, you are training your brain to think differently. And the brain is a powerful thing. So if in one area you're training it to do something different, that can be applied to other areas of your life. Hence, it increases creativity. And I've alluded to this as well, but overall positivity, which in turn elevates your self-esteem and how you behave towards people and how you behave towards yourself. On the social level, secondly, gratitude helps to create better connections. And by that, Science just shows that when other people are feeling appreciated, they feel seen, they feel honored, they feel acknowledged. Those feelings can strengthen any relationship of any sort and of any kind between communities or on an individual level. Gratitude is also contagious. When you do something nice to someone, they are inspired to do something nice for someone else. Just like yawning. You see someone yawn, it's almost automatic for most people, that they too will yawn. And so in being a person who is practicing gratitude and being grateful to someone else, they also take that and then 
do the same with other people. Third, the effects of gratitude can be short-term, but even if they are short-term, it does immediately change how you perceive and react to a certain situation. Lastly, um, just thinking about the long-term effects of gratitude, I'm not sure if people have made this a conversation yet. I feel like awareness is a huge one, but changing behaviors and things of that nature. I feel like a lot of people have been talking about neuroplasticity and neural pathways. And what that means is that your brain, the aged brain, because when you're younger, your brain is developing. And so neural pathways are being created and formed at the highest rates ever up until you're about two, three, four, what have you. But as an adult, that process slows down significantly because your brain is almost fully developed. But with practice, and it does take time, but with practice, even in older age, you can make it so that your brain is creating changes. And this is happening through the neural pathways. So long-term effects of gratitude are possible through that. When you practice, you over time create new neural pathways, which in turn changes your way of thinking. So even if you have a habitual thought pattern in time and with practice, you're able to change that. And when you're able to change those habitual thoughts, your habits change as well. And again, this is not something that happens overnight, but There are long-term effects of practicing gratitude that are extremely positive. As we're working to become more aware of ourselves so that we can properly navigate this journey to our best selves, conversations around joy, vulnerability, and gratitude are happening. And I feel that this is largely in part because of influencers like psychologists and sociologists such as Dr. Brene Brown, who are pushing this conversation on vulnerability. And vulnerability, you really can't talk about it too much without also talking about fear, joy, and gratitude. But because that's becoming a large conversation, I also feel that we are putting pressures on ourselves to practice gratitude in a way that is not necessarily authentic or in a way that is not necessarily feasible. So in this next segment, I want to talk about what gratitude or practicing gratitude does not mean. And I want to talk about how I practice gratitude, especially in negative moments, and then talk about some suggestions for practicing gratitude in your life. Practicing gratitude does not mean that you're never going to be angry or that you're never going to feel sad. It just means that you are aware and aiming to reach the destination of gratitude after you process. We have, as humans, a plethora of emotions, and we wouldn't have these other emotions if we weren't meant to feel them. So that guilt trip that we may give ourselves for feeling sad or being angry or being upset is something that we need to forgive ourselves for because it is part of our nature. The trick is that you don't want to remain in those states of sadness or anger because those have negative effects on your own body, on your own mindset, and on how you interact with other people. In my life, I would be lying to you if I said that I, through practicing gratitude, that 
I still don't get angry or upset. I will never be happy that my rent is being raised at any point in time, ever. That's just not going to happen. But just like today, I had to have my moment. I had to process that. And that is fine. We have the right to do that. It is our human nature. And even in a moment like that, as someone who practices gratitude, sometimes I need reminders from other people. And in that moment today, I had to choose to shift from, I'm upset that I'm paying X amount of extra dollars for my renewed contract. But then with the help of a colleague and with my willingness to change my way of thinking, I just thought about how one, I have a place to live, two, this increased rent, it's not really damaging my funds or my bank account too much. And I'm able to pay. I'm able to live and I have a job and I can do this. Although I'm, again, not going to be a fan of my rent being raised, ultimately, there are so many other factors in this situation that I'm grateful for, and I'm going to choose to focus my time and energy on that. I was in a car accident. I talked about this in a previous episode. The what was that? The truth about the journey. <laughs> That's when I came back from my podcast hiatus and I was hit by another driver. My immediate thoughts were, well, it should have been, thank you, I'm alive. But as a human and being very honest, I was livid. I had a feeling that someone was going to hit me or that I was going to be in a car accident. So I was upset that it actually happened, even though I was being very cautious. <laughs> and I was thinking about car insurance. I'm in New York. Does the other person have insurance? Deductibles, money. I was upset. That didn't take too long to calm down from. I think accidents do have a way of humbling you. There was a pedestrian crossing the street and I Maybe I gave it about two minutes or so. And I just thought, I'm grateful that no one is seriously injured. I'm grateful that the pedestrian wasn't hit and is alive. I'm grateful that once I realized there were kids in the other car, that they were unaffected by it. And just thinking about how much worse that situation could be, I had more to be grateful for than I had to be upset about. And even if this person didn't have insurance and I had to come out of pocket again, I'm in a position to pay that. Wouldn't have wanted to, would not have wanted to, but I could have if I needed to. Even paying. I have been, I have flat feet. And so sometimes that becomes really difficult if I'm not wearing the right shoes or if I'm trying to do too much. You know, it's summertime, so I'm wearing flats every day and my foot has been quite swollen. But I'm thinking about my body's ability to feel pain. I'm not happy about that. I don't feel pain and I smile, but I can think about how much of a blessing that is. If we didn't feel pain as humans, we would be in a lot of trouble health-wise. If we couldn't differentiate our rubbing alcohol from our contact solution and we were not able to feel the burning in our eyes, we could lose our vision. If we didn't feel burns, we would rest our hand on a hot stove until our hand melted off. I'm being a little bit extra right there, but you get what I'm trying to say. Pain is a natural part of our human experience, and we feel that for a reason. And to be able to feel that actually is keeping me safe. It's indicating to me that something isn't right, that I need to change something before something gets worse. Even 
and prayers. Sometimes you pray for something and you don't get it right when you want to. But I've learned to be grateful for prayers answered and unanswered. I, as a human, may be thinking that I know better and need something. And I believe in God who knows best and may be saving me from something (laughs) that I have no real idea about. Even in the delay of something that I want, I am acquiring patience and I pray for more patience. And so not getting something I want when I want it is teaching me patience. Let's say I pray for an abundance of apples, but I receive one seed. I could, and in my mind and in the immediate moment, feel very upset about that and probably would. If I wanted a hundred apples and I got one seed, what am I to do with this? But with that seed, if I do a little bit of work, if I plant it, not only would I be able to grow a tree that produces apples for probably longer than I will be alive, which is more than an abundance of apples, more than what I even prayed for. I, in the meantime, learned how to grow an apple tree. I learned how to be patient. I learned to appreciate the process. My favorite way to practice gratitude is through reflection. All of these things that I mentioned, rent, car accident, pain, waiting for prayers, all of these things I become more grateful for as I reflect. That is my preferred method of gratitude if I can't do it immediately in the moment. Reflection allows me to see things from a different perspective. It allows me to remove myself from certain situations and allows me to genuinely pinpoint the things in which I should be grateful for or can be grateful for regardless of the situation that I'm in. So suggestions for other people, I mentioned this already, but it's to adopt the lens of gratitude. You have to create that mindset. You have to create that intention. And you also have to be patient with yourself because you can't criticize yourself every time you don't automatically default to gratitude. With practice, you are able to reach that point of gratitude or that point of reflection a lot sooner, but you can still honor your immediate and natural feelings. One of my favorite things to do in terms of practicing gratitude is to say thank you outwardly. Even if you're not sure about what it is you're thankful for, there's so much power behind words. There's an energy in them. There is a magic in your words. And to say thank you out loud, I believe God, the universe works with you to show you the things that you actually should be thankful for. And that obviously is correlated with gratitude. And so say thank you out loud. When you wake up, before you go to sleep, when you're in a negative moment, Even if you don't believe it just yet, say thank you. And I bet you, you will actually find the things that you should be grateful for. The next thing is journaling. And a gratitude journal is not new to the most of us, but it is really helpful, especially if you're struggling to practice gratitude in your life. With journaling, you are holding yourself accountable to physically pinpoint and record things that you should be grateful for. You can make it so that you look for one thing in nature that you're grateful for. You can make it so that you are pointing out gratitude for another person. What is something a stranger did today? A smile, how did that change your mood? 
think about it and record it. You can even think about gratitude just within your own self and your body's function. We all have our ailments. We all have our issues, but there are more things working than there are not. And if you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on a borrowed device or not, you have the ability to hear or you have the ability to read. You have the support of someone who is helping you understand this podcast, whatever it is, there's so much to be grateful for if you're even just listening to this podcast alone. And lastly, just meditation and prayer. Meditation is also very similar to reflection for me, but some people may be better adapted to actually meditating. And that's a beautiful way to practice gratitude, to meditate on things that went well in your day, to meditate on people who have contributed positively to your life. And in prayer, challenge yourself to not ask something, but instead to give thanks for something. So I want to end this part of the podcast before I get into playing the responses of the wonderful people of Aruba um, as they answered what it is they were grateful for. I want to leave this part here. Gratitude is not necessarily about turning a negative situation into a positive one. It's about recognizing the purpose in any given situation. Even then, negative experiences will exist and they're meant to exist. Gratitude is the intention to pull from any experience things that will elevate you. Practicing gratitude will allow you to learn how to be grateful for prayers answered and unanswered, for things that come immediately and things that are delayed. But the key is that you have to practice. The key is that you remember gratitude as a destination while you embrace the journey that gets you to that point. So now for one of my most favorite parts of doing this podcast, the conversations with strangers who sometimes really do become my friends and stay connected. I asked three people what it was they were grateful for. And again, I asked them this because Aruba is known to be and is also called the One Happy Island. And in all honesty, you guys, that really is the happiest island, the happiest place I've ever been to. Before going on any excursions or any activities, all of the guides, everyone is just on the same page, on the same tip. And before we did anything, it was like this small pep talk, this motivational speech, this prayer, if you will, that basically was saying, no matter what happens on this trip, you know, you're going to be in a Jeep and it's going to be a bumpy ride. Be grateful, be happy, choose to be happy in this experience. I have never met an entire island, an entire group of people, an entire community that was dedicated to actively choosing happiness. And so for anyone who needs to be in a space that just <laughs> elevates your level of happy, Aruba would be the place to go. So thank you to the three wonderful people who let me intrude on their time. And I hope you enjoy what it is that they're saying. It's good stuff. The question is, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for an everyday to wake up, a chance to wake up every day. Um, well, I have a little prized possession. That's my son. 
So that's my most grateful thing that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And every day to wake up and see him. Yeah. And provide for him and have a chance to work and provide for other people the service also. So that's why I'm in the business also. So that's how I like it. Yeah. yeah. Most people in Aruba seem a lot more like happy. <laughs> I know it's called the yeah, one, one happy, happy island. island. Exactly. But why do you think that is? As like I was telling you before, um, we have like a whole lot of nationalities over like 90 to 86 nationalities. And like a lot of times people don't agree and especially different nationalities and stuff. But on the island, it came to an agreement that, yeah, we have one thing to sustain them, and that's our tourism. And to provide that happiness, we have to be self-happy. Everybody needs to be, like, happy by yourself. You need, you can't just, like, okay, you need to choose to be happy. And it's something, like, it's not going to come from one, two, three if you don't feel it. Mm. And something building up for years, and I think everybody that took a vacation over here was, like, you know, enjoying it. Me, myself, I think that's why my parents came to live here. So I grew up here. But that's it. The question is, what are you most grateful for? What am I most grateful for? Honestly, I would say life. I feel like life is something uh, to be appreciated. And a lot of times people take it for granted. Um, just life, life in general. Life is something truly beautiful. It's a blessing. And I think honestly, that's what I'm most grateful for. If I don't have to put too much thought into it, life itself. Yeah. I'm asking because in Aruba, mm -hmm. I feel like, I know it's called this one happy island, right. one big happy island. Mm -hmm. And um, I think unlike a lot of other places I have gone to, you can see or feel a sense of gratitude. Okay. And do you know, I know for you, you're mm -hmm. just grateful for life, but right. where does that come from for you? Um, okay, well, I feel like, I mean, this, this, I can go very deep into it or just cover the surface. Go there. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I feel like life is an experience. Um, you don't know you're in it until you're in it. Again, I can go really deep or cover the surface. But it's like, if you're not like, okay, some people live, but they're not truly living. They're not experiencing. And I like to like take everything in sometimes. And sometimes I think of like, what if I wasn't actually born or experiencing this or when you think of how um, people are actually born as little sperm cells you start out and supposedly you have to win a race to even be born what if I didn't make it you know something like that or what if um, my parents didn't want me and you know but I'm here and I'm getting to experience this some people legitimately go through that like I can say even uh, um, my own parents or my own mother had that thought once that she didn't want it me but then she still decided to and I'm getting to live all this so I'm very appreciative of it even though life is not all um, good all the time you know you get your ups and downs but um, going through those time also makes you appreciate life a little more so uh, yeah I believe that's why I'm grateful for life you know it has a little bit of a personal thing to it too as well because I know it might have been a, re uh, a moment that I wasn't actually going to be here, but then I was. So, and then I get to experience all this. I like, I don't know, life itself is something I truly feel that people don't take uh, too long to think about. Um, 
I can also put it in utter perspective that I get to deal with butterflies every day and you see them as little eggs or sometimes it's really awesome when you see that one egg you saw laid somewhere and you know it became a caterpillar or actually if you see the caterpillar go through the whole cycle then become a butterfly and it actually got to make it knowing that in nature they might not or even here sometimes they go through difficulty completing that entire process and becoming a butterfly so the ones that make it they get to you know enjoy life and the others sadly never made it so they never got to experience it so I think it's an experience it's a uh, it's really something I feel you should be grateful about. yeah yeah I feel that you know in the last few weeks I've been I've been really grateful but what am I really really grateful for to, to be honest I think it's mostly my family definitely yeah I'm definitely grateful for my family because I've had really dark times, which, um, yeah, I've been in dark times for like more than 13 years, maybe. And um, yeah, recently my family has came a lot to me, like opened up to me and let me allow me to open up with them because it's really hard to open up with them. And by opening up the, with them, they they've really helped me a lot, helped me get through a lot of stuff. So if it's one thing people underestimate is the fact that like I've been that person that I used I used to like tell people oh yeah no I don't need anyone people are like no I don't I don't need that I don't need that type of negativity around me or something but believe it or not once you're alone you feel it you feel it and you can take it as, in a good way like you, you you travel alone and you know fix yourself and take care of yourself and it's really important as well but believe me, you need people around you yeah. because one human on this earth would not survive at all. They'll just lose their, their minds and go crazy and probably do something stupid. So yeah, definitely grateful for my family and my friends that I have around. Yeah. yeah. That's so dope. In Aruba, are people like really close-knit? Because honestly, like I know it's called the one big happy island, yes. but um, really people are <laughs> a lot happier here. Than even on other islands that I've been to yeah and I'm like what is that do you know do you think it's the family unit what do you think that to is? be honest recently in the last few years things have gone really bad for Aruba right now especially as well because we have the governor that's wait that's pretty much wasting money and we have to pay everything and um, it's it's become worse and worse every day but family you the united how united we are with each other is very incredible and of course every every direction that you take you will see someone that you know so if you don't go along with people this might be a pretty bad area to stay in because you're gonna see them a lot <laughs> but yes the happiness it comes a lot from that because we're very nice it, when tourists come here we're very nice we're open with them we speak to them because we like to meet people of course, tourists is a pillar of our economy, but we like to do it because we're on an island. Where where are we gonna go? The people has to come to us, and it's nice meeting people from you know outside world. For us, it's a little bit hard because we're on a rock. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, we love to be happy with other people. It's it's uplifting, you know. It's really uplifting, and it helps a lot, especially with your mental health. So yeah, that that plays a role, a really big role. Yeah. Let's continue the conversation. 
Head over to Instagram at That Honesty Thing and share your thoughts and feelings about the topics discussed. For updates on all new projects, subscribe to www.thathonestything.com. And if you liked what you heard, share this podcast with friends, comment, rate, and of course, don't forget to subscribe.